Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. so powerful. I am never alone. My God, I thank you. 
My God, I thank you. I thank you. She's on here good. My God, I thank you. This morning, I want to stand in the gap for my caregivers. Um, Jeanette Roman just hit the scene. And Jeanette, I want you to be the point of contact for all of our caregivers this morning. It is on my heart to pray for those of you that are caregivers. If you have never been a caregiver, you don't know. You may not know what it feels like. And I'm talking about anybody that's a caring for anyone that's disabled or sick or an aging parent. There is a certain burden that we carry as caregivers. And I'm just going to be honest. I've been there before. And no matter how much you love that person and no matter how much you're there for that person and no matter how what it is, something, it takes something out of the caregiver. And so this morning, it's on my heart to pray and stand in the gap for our caregivers. We need to pray for their strength. We need to pray for their resources. We need to pray. A lot of our caregivers still work full time jobs, right? So they'll be caregivers and work full time jobs. I was teaching full time running a nonprofit organization, five sons, and still caring for my husband. And in the last couple of years, when his liver went into failure, it was really, 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 really intense. It's a daily thing. It's intense. And so I just want to stand in the gap and lift up our prayer caregivers. I don't know. I'm not saying people were not praying for me, but I know that it is specific that we lift them up, that we understand that we have a heart of compassion, that we check on them that we see if they need something i mean it's just it's so important that we lift them up so let's lift up our caregivers as a body so that they can get the strength that they need from god they they need that they need that they need that they need that it is a lot it is overwhelming i remember a man in our neighborhood right after my husband died his wife got sick and guess what happened? He died before his wife did. Like he died before his wife did. And I'm pretty sure it was the burden and the stress that came from being a caregiver. And so we want to lift all our caregivers up this morning. For I love when God directs us in a direction, right? He directs us in a direction. And I'm not a caregiver anymore, but I know what that feels like. I know what that feels like. And so I just want to stand in the gap. Let's just be obedient to the Holy Spirit and stand in the gap. Father God, we thank you. We thank you, Father God, for grace and your mercy and your love. We thank you for every caregiver on this devotional. We thank you for every caregiver we may come in contact with. Father God, first of all, we repent if we've not been sensitive enough to those that are caregivers and those that are in needs, Father God. So this morning, we call on your strength for our caregivers. We call on your resources for our caregivers. We thank you, Father God, that you're able to do get the glory out of their life. We thank you, Father God, that they're doing everything as unto the Lord, Lord God. And no matter how much a difficult a situation is, no matter how overwhelming a situation is, Lord God, that they will trust you. They'll put their trust and their hope in you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that they have enough support, that they're getting rest, that they're getting respite. We thank you, Father God, friends and family members are in place, Lord God, that they are conscious of what's happening to those that are having to care for loved ones, Father God. I don't care if that person is in the nursing home and you're having to manage that person. We just lift you up before Jesus, my God. We just lift you up before our Father today. We just pray for you and we thank you that our loving Father is caring for you, that he is the ultimate caregiver, that he is looking at you, that he sees you, that he sees your sacrifice, that you do not have to worry if someone sees your sacrifice. Your loving Father sees your sacrifice. Strengthen them, oh Lord, right now in the name of 
of Jesus. Strengthen them all, Lord, right now. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we thank you. We bind up that principality of despair. Father God, those strongholds that try to advance and keep us from walking into the fullness of who we call to be, even as we are in multiple roles and experiencing role strain, Lord God. So I thank you for a double portion of grace, a double portion of grace, a double portion of grace, my God, in Jesus' name. Now, Father God, we thank you for your people today. We thank you for your word today. We thank you that the eyes of our understanding and hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus is being magnified in our life today. Father God, we thank you today that we are becoming aware of every distraction. That we are becoming aware of every distraction, Lord God. That we are becoming aware right now in the name of Jesus. Open our eyes. Give us ears to hear, Lord God. We thank you. 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 We praise you. We magnify you. We will not rush you today. We will sit here, so settle here. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place, into our home, into our cars, my God, special dispensation of grace being dispersed and released to us today so that we can carry on, so that we can be strengthened, Lord God. So we will not be wise in our own eyes. So we not will not choose another way, but we will choose you. I thank you for power. I thank you for glory. I thank you for protection. I thank you for provision. I thank you for wisdom, my God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, 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 we thank you. Can we just glorify God just a little bit more? We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Just love on him, just bless. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are so amazing. You are so mighty. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Do you know when you just start thanking God and blessing God, anxiety will go and fear will go. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. It's it's hard to be mad and grateful at the same time. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's hard to be complaining and thankful at the same time. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It ain't that it's perfect. It ain't that it's all worked out. But it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard to be mad. It's so hard to be angry. It's so hard to be discontent. And you got praise on your lips. Thank you. 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 Keeping me from danger seen and unseen. My God. Thank you for delivering me from me. Thank you for delivering me from me. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for taking your time with me. Thank you for giving me your word. Thank you for giving me the game plan. Thank you for not leaving me by myself or leaving me alone. Thank you. 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 Thank you, Father God, for teaching me that I am satisfied by the fruit of my lips. I thank you. 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 Thank you for every blessing. My God. Thank you for every blessing. 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 Thank you for protection. Thank you for healing. Thank you for loving me. My God. My God. My God. My God. My God, my God, my God. 
My God, my God, my God, my God. Thank you. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you. You have chapters on me. Thank you for my story. My God, my God. Thank you that all things are working together for the good of those that love the Lord. My God, thank you for peace. Thank you for joy. Thank you for oil. Thank you for the oil of gladness. Thank you for joy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your presence. My God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for protection. My God, thank you for provision. My God, thank you. 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 Thank you for daily loading me with benefits. Thank you for being my healer. My God, I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, for keeping me from danger, seen and unseen. Thank you for grace and thank you for mercy. My God, and thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Just receive his love this morning. Father, we receive your love today. We receive how much you love us. We receive you even when you chastise us. We receive your love today. My God, thank you for grace. Thank you for brand new mercies. Thank you for the do-overs. Thank you for starting us over. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Breathe on us, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We will not be wise in our own eyes. We will not. We will trust you. We thank you for sanctifying us. We thank you for pulling us apart. We thank you. 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 You're getting the glory out of every area of our lives. We thank you. We're being used for your purpose and your service. We thank you. 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 We thank you for the call on our lives. My God, we thank you. 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 Thank you, woman of God, for blessing your brother. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you for blessing on the caregivers. I thank you for blessings on you. I thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, you are stretching us. And it, we are, you are stretching us and, and we just receive that stretch today. We receive that stretch today. We thank you. You are stretching us. We, we thank you for completing us today. My God, we thank you for completing us today. My God, We thank you for pushing us beyond our own understanding, my God. We thank you for strength. We thank you for grace. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for love. We thank you. We thank you. The reproach is gone. We thank you for this des this set this dispensation of grace that you're bestowing upon us today. We thank you for acceleration. We thank you. We are moving at the speed of God, that we are lacking nothing. My God, I got a spirit of expectancy this morning. We thank you, Father God, for it is harvest time. We thank you, Father God. You said given it shall be given unto you. You better prophesy over yourself this morning. Press down, shaking together, runneth over, shall men give unto our bosom. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you. We are not selfish with your word. We thank you. You are getting the glory out of our lives. We thank you that the gospel is everywhere. My God, my God, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we thank you. 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 We thank you, Lord. We thank you for completing us. We thank you for completing us. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to get into the word today. I need to do something first. One of our brothers, one of our brothers has published a book and it was actually published by trilogy which is a part of tbn ronald perry has a book 
and the book is called God and the Leaf. And I am so, my God, I'm just saying, I'm just so everything. So this is his book. Um, it will be available for sale. Um, I am celebrating him today. Thank you, man of God, for pushing past all your limitations, all the things that you have gone through and producing a seed and putting a seed in the ground. But here's the really dope thing. So it's inscribed and it says, <laughs> I'm not going to be a crybaby. It says, God bless LMJ. Thank you for enabling me to launch. So I'm just grateful for you, man of God. Thank you for pushing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He'll let you guys know when the book is available. I needed to celebrate him. He sent me my own copy. Uh, the boys were reading the book. I'm going to read it to my grandsons who will be in today from out of town. So y'all celebrate y'all brother. This is a move. He said to launch. See, if you ain't got the book, you need to get the book. He said to launch. He said, thank you for enabling me to launch. So this is so, so, so dope. As he was illustrating, he would send me illustrations. So I'm so excited. See, this is kingdom. This is kingdom. This is kingdom. You got to celebrate kingdom. When something good happens, when someone is walking in purpose, this is purpose. It don't even deserve like a congratulations. It deserves a glory to God. It deserves a glory to God. Did you know a glory to God is higher than congratulations? Did you know that? Did you know a glory to God? He has had to fight past his own things, his own whatever, and he pushed right into purpose. So this deserves a glory to God, glory to God. This bigger than Ronald. This bigger than Ronald. Con congratulations ain't even high enough. Did you know that congratulations is not a high enough esteem? Congratulations is about in his own strength. This wasn't done in his own strength. This was done in the strength of God. So glory to God, man of God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. I celebrate you. Yes, Julia, it's kingdom, baby. This is kingdom, baby. We celebrate you this morning. We celebrate you this morning. We celebrate you this morning. We celebrate the God in you. We celebrate your purpose. This is kingdom. This, this deserves a glory to God. All glory be to God. It's higher than congratulations. Congratulations says it's in your strength. That's God right there. That's God right there. That's God right there. Yeah, the Shannon. God blessed him with purpose. Come on now. God blessed him with purpose. Congratulations is a normal part of our language. Thank you for that, Holy Spirit. That's when it's in our own strength. When it's not in our strength. When it's outside our powers. When it doesn't make sense. And yet we put in the effort. But when we press past pain. When we move into kingdom advancements. That deserves a glory to God. That deserves a hallelujah, the highest praise. Come on now. That deserves a hallelujah, the highest praise. So we celebrate you, man of God. We celebrate the God in you. We are grateful for you. I, I'm just, I for every seed that you've sown into kingdom, I'm thanking you that it's multiplying, that your books are flying off the shelf. I prophesy a win-win, that it won't make sense, that it won't add up, that this series, this kingdom series will turn into cartoons and make impact for God's glory. I prophesy that over your life today, that it'll kingdom advance. My God, in Jesus' name, amen. My God, my God. My God, my God, my God, glory to God. See, when one wins, we all win. We're winning for kingdom. We're winning for kingdom. We're winning for kingdom. So we celebrate you today, man of God. We celebrate you. We celebrate you. And he's from Virginia. He's from Virginia. I hope I said that right. So I'm grateful. So let's get into the word today. I need to 
give you something today. I need to show you something God showed me. And I'm just going to be honest, when I popped up at 2.56 this morning, I didn't go to bed till almost 10.30. When I popped up at 2.56 this morning, like I was up. <laughs> like I was up and I was up and I was like, okay, what's going on here? And the first thing I usually do after I pray, I'm just giving you this, I, I pray Then I always ask the Lord, who am I interceding for today? I'll say, Lord, who am I interceding for? Who do I need to stand in the gap for today? Right? Who, who do I need to stand in the gap for today? And so I just begin to pray and we just begin to, uh, y'all, I love y'all. I love family. I love what y'all doing right now. That's so powerful. Um, you, you become the wind underneath his wings. When we celebrate others quickly, when we become the wind upon their legs, do you know you'll push someone back into purpose to go greater, go higher, go, go, go deeper in the things of God? I'm just being honest. So when you celebrate others, when you boost others, when you love on others, when you bless others, outside your mouth it does something you become wind underneath underneath their wings so that's how i know relationship is important and so this morning as i was uh as i was preparing or as i was getting up um i had some things i began to look back some stuff god had given me yesterday and what i was going to teach you about consistency and then god began to show me something and so we need to go back over to luke 19 this morning and i titled today's devotions distractions i, I titled today's devotions i feel a preach in my belly i'm not preaching this morning i promise i'm not but i feel i'm titling today's devotions distractions I need to deal with the distractions. We cannot afford to have distractions. When they were trying to cross over to Canaan, they were distracted, right? Because what was about to happen to them was beyond their comprehension. They were about to move into the land of big grapes, something that was bigger than them, something that was more than them, something that was greater than their capacity. And 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 if it had not been for the two, if it not had not been for Joshua and Caleb, and if they had believed the rest, see, the rest of them believed the spies as a matter of fact, the ones that came back and gave grave report died. They didn't get to see harvest. They didn't get to see the promised land. They were distracted by the size of the grapes. They were distracted by the size of the grapes. They were distracted by what they seem or seem to appear to be a problem. That's what they were distracted for. God said, here's your land. I'm about to give it to you. I need you to take it. I need you to possess it. I might need y'all to help me today. If I get into scripture today and you know what the scripture is, you can go on and drop the scripture because I'm just telling you the Holy Spirit will flow today. The word of God will flow today. And so as they were about to cross into the land of Canaan, right? They saw big grapes, right? And because they saw big grapes, they were distracted. They were distracted. They were not focused. They missed what God was saying to them. They missed the presentation. They didn't understand what God was trying to give them, right? They didn't understand that the cluster of grapes, right? It didn't matter. They didn't understand that the cluster was so big that you could carry. They were too busy focused on how big it was and not focused on what God had promised them. And so today we're going to deal with the distractions. God is going to open our eyes and our understanding to the hope and call of who we are in Christ Jesus because we've been distracted. That's been the thing that's keeping us from kingdom advancing. It has not been people. It has not been circumstances. It's not been situations. It's been distractions that's been coming against the word. So I want to show you something in Luke 19. I want to get back over to Luke 19. I need us to see this thing. I need us to hear what God is saying. And I need you to home in on a first, a particular set of scripture of something he said. It's something that was illuminated and came back to me this morning. 
And so we know about the parable of talents. We were talking about being stewardship. We were talking about purpose. We were talking about serving past pain. We were talking about um, when God requires something of us that we get centered. And so I need to go back over here and I need to I need to re I need to read this to you. I need to go back. I need you to remember something. When we were reading this, there was a noise around this man. There was a noise around this man. When we were reading this, there was a noise around this man. The, the citizens hated the man that had given them a talent, right? And it wasn't even the it wasn't even the, the men that he told to go out, the 10 that he told to go out and serve. These were everybody else that was in the kingdom. This was everybody else that was against the kingdom of God. This was everybody else that was against purpose. And so they begin to begin to speak out. So there was a noise around the man. Remember, I told you, you got to learn how to cancel the noise. That That's one of the distractions. And so there was a noise around the man and he, and there was something else going on in him. And God began to reveal to me, he said, you have to see this a little bit different, this Lakeisha, you got to understand. So the man commanded, he gave him his mind and he gave him his talent. He said, I need you to go and occupy till I come. I need you to go and occupy till I come. So then the third man comes. He says, then another came saying, master, here's your minor, which I have kept put away in a handkerchief for I feared you because you are an austere man. You collect what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. And he said to him out of your own mouth, I will judge you. This is what the man says out of your own mouth. I will judge you right out of your own mouth. I'm going to judge you because you didn't understand your purpose and it was clear here this wasn't just about he 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 if can I tell you something? If this man understood his purpose, if this man understood and was clear in what God called him to do, then he never would have took what God gave him and put it away in a handkerchief. He would have understood that anytime the laws of sowing and reaping apply, that if I sow, I'm going to reap a harvest. He couldn't grasp this. He couldn't understand this. And we know that this is Jesus talking, but the word had already been written and he had already been talking to them and he had already been describing purpose and he had already been saying I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And if we knew that he was the way, if this man knew, and you can insert your name here, if this man knew his purpose, if he knew what he was called to, if he understood what God was saying to him, John 14, 6, Jesus answered him the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father through except through me. He would not have been worried about the noise. He would not have been caught up in what he perceived. If he was not distracted, you have to hear me this morning because it's the distractions that have been in your limitations. It's not that God hasn't wanted to produce it. It's not that God had wanted, hadn't wanted it to multiply for it to increase, for it to happen. It's that we've been so focused on the distractions, whether it's been people, whether it's been noise, whatever it is. And can I tell you why? It's because we didn't trust God. See, he didn't trust this man. He didn't trust this man. He thought he didn't trust this man. And the only reason he didn't trust this man is because he didn't believe in what the man said. The man had already given him clear instructions said, and said, occupy and it will come. And when we are in a position in a place when we trust God, right? When we know God, when we love God, when we believe God, then we won't get caught up in the distractions. We're not going to get caught up in our sufferings, right? We're not going to get caught because we know 2 Peter 3 and 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. He's not slack coming concerning his promise. He is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us 
usward, not willing that any should perish. If I am focused, if when, if I am focused, if I am focused, if I understand my purpose, if I understand what God said, if I understand what God said about me, then I'm, I know that Lord is not slack concerning his purpose. I know that he's not lingering. I know that he's not delaying. As a matter of fact, if I know what this word says about me, if I'm firm in what God says, then I don't ever have to worry about whether or not God has left me or forsake me because second Peter three and nine tells me the Lord is not slack concerning his purpose as some men count slackness, but is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So the reason God hasn't ran, to, he's waiting on something. All should Ephesians four two with all lowliness and meekness with long suffering forbearing one another in love. If I understand who God is, I'm just going to be honest with you this morning. If I understand who God is, then guess what? I know without a doubt, even in my suffering, right? That God is not slack concerning his purpose. He will not forsake. He's not going to forsake me. He's not going to leave me. If I understand Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, right? I'm not going to be distracted by false doctrine. I'm not. Why? Because I understand that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You got to hear me. He was distracted. He didn't understand his purpose. He didn't ask what this man had him to do. He didn't have clarity. He didn't have vision. And he probably wasn't consistent. Lack of consistency. Remember? Lack of consistency keeps us from moving to the rhythm of God. Can I show you something else? Can I show you a few things this morning? Can I show you something this morning? If you were not, and I'm going to put you, I'm going to put me in place. I'll put me, I'll put my name out there. If you were not distracted, right? If you were not distracted, then you would understand the, the God's concern for you, his promise, right? As a wife or a husband, Genesis 2 tells us it's not good for man to be alone, right? He breathed breath. He gave, he, he created Eve for Adam. Then and then if you find another part of the scripture, it says, he who finds a wife finds a good or godly thing. If you were not distracted, then you would only accept that which came to you that was good and godly. You wouldn't just let anybody come into your life, Lakeisha. You wouldn't just be bounded. You wouldn't even be trying to rush God because you know the promises of God are yes and amen. And I'm not going to be distracted by anyone or anything that doesn't line up with the promise because I'm supposed to be a good. As a matter of fact, if I'm the wife, I'm going to spend time becoming the good and godly thing. I'm going to spend time becoming the good and godly thing. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm not going to be rushed. I'm not going to be weary. I'm not... If I'm not distracted, see, if I'm not distracted, remember Eve was focused on what she didn't have. Eve was focused on what she didn't have. So when you are clear on the call and your purpose and who you are, you're not distracted by your lack because you know, without a doubt, the word tells us God shall supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. But if I'm distracted, I'm begging for God, begging God for that, which he already promised me. If I'm not distracted, then I'm begging God for that which he always promised me. I, I, if, I, if I'm not distracted, I'm begging him. And so the distractions, the not clear on my purpose, the not clear on what the word said is what's kept me from occupying the land. If I understood that I was his bride, mine. God, if I understood that I was his bride, if I understood that I needed to be worked on, I needed to pre prepare myself. The scripture says, right? Come on now. The scripture says that I'm a church. Come on now. I'm a church. I'm a church. I'm a church. I'm the church. I'm his bride. I'm being prepared. If I understood that, then I would spend more time being prepared than distracted. It's been the distractions. That's why I'm like, Lord, show me this. He said, 
if he would occupy till he come, if he would understand my purpose, if he would have knew what I've asked him to do, if you would know what I've asked you to do, you would not be able to attach yourself to things you ain't got no business being attached to, right? And so I use the example. So if you're looking for, if you want to be married, if you desire to be a wife or you desire to be a husband, then you are the wife preparing yourself to be the goodly and the godly thing that the man will find. And then you're not going to, you're not going to take anything that doesn't look good and godly. That, that doesn't that doesn't look good and godly. You're not. If you're a man, you're not going to take someone that doesn't have the capability to be a helper. If you're a woman, you're not going to take someone who's not going to love you as Christ loved the church. That ought to be your first answer. Where's your relationship with Christ? Because God said men should love their wives as Christ loves the church. So when you get clarity and you're not distracted, you won't just accept anyone in your life. You'll sit around waiting on the one God has for you. That's for my singles today. That you'll sit around waiting on the one God has for you. Because, and, and if you're the person waiting, you're preparing yourself in the waiting. Because when God divinely connects you to someone, you, you're, you don't want just anybody in your life. You don't want to rush God. My God, come on now. Come on now. You're going to spend more time being prepared than being distracted but when we don't know what God says when we don't know when we don't know what the word says then we won't count the word to be truth Paul boasted in his sufferings he knew what his sufferings did for him second Corinthians 11 he said I hope you will put up with me a put, put up with me in a little foolishness. Yes, please put up with me. He said, I'm jealous for you and I, I, with a godly jealous. I promised you to one husband, my God, to Christ so that I may present you as a pure virgin to him. But I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus, my God, other than the Jesus we preach, or if you receive a different spirit from the spirit you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easily enough. I do not think I'm the least inferior up to those super apostles. I may be indeed an untrained speaker, but I do have knowledge. We have made this perfectly clear to you in every way. My God, he's sitting there saying absolutely to you. No, you cannot be deceived. The only way that you're distracted is you're deceived. My God, if I know what the word is saying for me, if I already know that God says it's not good for me to be alone, why am I spending time on being alone? Why am I focused on that? Right? That's why my singles today. Why would that be my focus when I need to spend the time occupying till I come getting prepared for what God has for me? If I understood Philippians 4.19, God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory, right? In Christ Jesus. If I knew that God supplied every last one of my needs, then why would I be sitting in doubt, weathering, wondering whether or not God is going to take care of me? That's the distraction. That's the distraction. My prayers would look different. I would be praying for resources if I didn't have transportation. I would not keep talking to God about a car because he said he liberally supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. As a matter of fact, if I'm going to talk to him about a car, I'm going to thank him for my car that's going to be available to him for service. That's going to be available to him to service. If I understood that the word said he should supply all my needs according to his riches and glory, then I would know it's not on me no way. 
then I would know it's not on me no way. We just don't have revelation of our purpose and our word. If I understood that I was the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, I would not spend a whole lot of time talking about my sin. I wouldn't spend a whole lot of time in my sin. I wouldn't spend a whole lot of time with sin because I would understand that I'm the righteousness in Christ Jesus and he came so that I could die to my sins. But if I'm distracted, if I'm focusing on the things that I do not have, right? If I understood that he said, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us and offering a sacrifice to God for a sweet selling Roma, right? But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, none of this belongs to us. This is not good for the saint, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse gesturing, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, no covetous person, no idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. This Ephesians 5, 1 through 5. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light. Walk as the children of light. The fruit of the spirit in all goodness. Finding out is what is acceptable. Finding out what is acceptable. Well, finding out is what is acceptable for the Lord, right? Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things are exposed, are made manifest by the light for whatever makes manifest is the light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as the wise redeeming the time. If you walk as the wise, you're going to redeem the time. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dispensation, but be filled with the spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for things to God the Father. My God, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another, submitting to one another. If I know this, if I understand what the word says, I don't have time. He was distracted. He could not occupy because he heard the noise. The people were talking. He was focused. He had an idea of in his head. He was like Jonah. He thought he thought he could anticipate. You cannot anticipate God. You cannot anticipate God. You can't anticipate him. You can't anticipate what God will say. You cannot anticipate what God will do. If you, if you really wanted to understand your purpose, then you would know what God said. Matthew 22, 36, 40. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your love, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hanged on. So my, my greatest purpose is to love. My greatest purpose is to love. And that love is expressed through my talents and gifts. Right? When I withhold myself, when I don't operate in the fullness of who God called me to be, I'm not walking in the love that God called me to be. If I withhold myself from you, if I don't pray from you, if I don't get in position, if I don't get in place, I'm withholding what God has put inside me for you. 
But that's what it looks like when we distract you. When we see the big grapes, when we see the inopportunities, when they saw grapes, right? When we see grapes, when it seems like, when it looks like it's too big for us to handle, come on now. When it looks like it's too big to us, it's not in our own strength anyway. Yep, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. They're higher. So we've been distracted. We're not full of purpose. We're not full of his glory. We're not full of his word. That's the only thing that keeps us from being distracted, right? If I, if, if it's sickness, if it's, if in it's illness, he already said he was bruised for my iniquities, chastised for my peace. That was, I'm just telling you. And by his stripes, I am healed. So if I'm focused on the stripes, if I'm focused on the work, then guess what? I ain't got time to be distracted. I don't have time to be distracted. If you're not full of purpose, it's because you're distracted. Your eyes are not on what this word says about you. If you're still worried about what people say and what people do and what people think, right? If that is still your position, because that's what it is. The people started speaking so loud and distracted him. That was That's a distraction. That, that's a distraction. You got to deal with distractions. You got to ask yourself, where have I been distracted? Where have I not believed your promises? Where have I not trusted your word? When I was hearing him this morning, I was going, oh my God. He said he was not full of purpose, Lakeisha. Because if he was full of purpose, which means he was full of my word, he knows that I'm the only way, the truth, and the life. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on what I don't have. And I'm going to spend time in preparation. And I'm going to spend time in suffering because God has already said to me in his word, right? That suffering with suffering, something's going to produce. He's already told me in Romans 8, 23, when we know all things are going to work together for the good of those that love him, that were called according to his purpose. My God, we know that suffering is producing something. Well, if I'm not full of purpose, if I don't understand that, then I'm easily to be distracted by the things of this world. And I, I'm, I'm, and it gets me and it consumes me and I become consumed in it. And Jesus is like, keep your eyes on me because I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I need your eyes here. I need you to focus on me. I don't need you to listen to the noise around you. I don't need you to pay attention to anybody connected to you. I need you to get into purpose. I need you to wake up and pray differently. I need you to ask, how can you serve me today? I need you to stop talking about yourself. I'm going to liberally supply every need you have according to my riches and glory, right? If I'm a woman, I'm not going to be distracted about how I look and what I wear and all that other stuff because the word tells me charm is deceptive. So when the enemy has you feeling less than yourself, when the enemy has you feeling less than yourself, when the enemy has you not feeling, when you feel like you got to augment yourself, when you feel like you ain't beautiful without makeup, when you feel all of those things, you need to bring the word charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman that fears the Lord. It's about a woman who fears the Lord. It's not, it's, it's about, that's what it's about. It's not about what you look like. That's another distraction. If you worried about your food today, that's another distraction. When the word says, Hey, don't take no worry. Don't worry about none of these things. Are you not more than the birds of the air? Right? If you knew what the word said about your money, if you knew what the word said about your money, if you knew what God has said about your money, you'd have been planting and sowing a long time ago. But the enemy has had you distracted, making you think that your money issues has something to do with you. Money has everything to do with kingdom. It's a kingdom principle. Each seed reproduces after its own kind. You wouldn't even be questioning a preacher if someone says something to you about sowing. You wouldn't even be questioning somebody if they start talking to you about tithes. If you knew what God has said, if you trusted what 
God has said, not what man has said. If you trusted what God has said, if you knew what God has said, my God, you wouldn't be so hard and you wouldn't be so callous towards the things of God. Remember, we receive stuff by the spirit. We are spirit in, in beings. I want to read this to you. My God is so simple. 1 Corinthians 2.14, it says the person without the spirit. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. You got to be asking, Holy Spirit, I need you to help me. I've been trying to discern this through my own spirit. I need to see this. If I knew this, I would act differently. If I knew that the whole problem with my money was because I wasn't operating in kingdom principles, nobody would ever have to tell me to tithe. Nobody would ever have to tell me to sow. Nobody would not. Nobody would absolutely not have to tell me to do that. When I got revelation about what the word said and began to act in kingdom, that's what changed my life. When I understood that God took care of all my needs according to his riches and glory, that's what changed my life. And for us singles today, when you get the revelation to understand, you will not just accept or want, and you won't just want a piece of man. You just won't want a piece of woman. You'll wait as God prepares her and as God prepares you. My God, I'm just telling you, you'll spiritually discern the things of God. You have to spiritually discern. It's your discernment. We got to discern the things of God. You won't be trying to rush God into marriage. You won't accept just anybody in your life. You'll just be, you'll be asking yourself, is the, does this man have the capability Right? I guess I need to stay here. Does this man have the capability to be able to love me as Christ loves the church? And then for a man, you'll be asking, is she already wife? Because he says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing or a godly thing. That means she's already a wife. She has wifely characteristics. If I go over to Proverbs 31, when King Lemuel's mom was saying, this is not what you need. This is what you need. Does she have those characteristics? And then if I go over into the word and I understand what a helpmate means, what does it mean to be a helpmate? And if I go over to Ephesians 5, it says, really, we're going to submit to one another, right? If I understand what the word says, I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not going to provoke my kids because Ephesians 6 tells us, fathers, provoke not your children unto wrath. If I'm not distracted, I'm not going to provoke my kids. I'm not going to talk crazy. But because the enemy has had us distracted on what we don't have, we try to fill it with other things and we're not spiritually discerning. That man did not spiritually discern when Jesus was given. And it's, and it's an analogy. It's an analogy. But what he was saying is you weren't spirit. He was telling him when he was giving them, he said, y'all are not spiritually discerning what I'm telling you. You're not receiving what I'm telling you. You're not living by faith. You're still trying to see it in your eyes. A mind that's renewed. A man who has renewed his mind refuses the natural things and lives by the principles of God. We're talking about major things. If you will get this in your spirit, it'll shift you. If you will understand that I'm supposed to live by this word, books are great, all that other stuff. But if you understand that I'm supposed to, it says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4, 18. If I know that this is not my home, 
If I know that this is not my home, if I know that this is not my home, if I know that this is not my, this ain't my home anyway, I'm not getting ready to spend a whole lot of time consumed in the things of this world because this, I ain't, I got a heavenly home. I got to go to the gates. I, I want to hear him say, well done. When you understand that this is not your home, it changes your perspective. This, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. I'm just here on assignment. I'm just an ambassador. You will not even be consumed and caught up and distracted. When you understand you wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against spirits of darkness. And those spirits can get into our soul and they take shape and form because they need a human. They need a human. They need a human. Guess what? You won't spend so much time emotionally dealing with people. You'll get over to where Matthew says, I have the authority to bind and loose. You arguing, fussing, and fighting when the only authority you need to take is to bind and loose. But we've been too distracted. We've been too distracted. We've been too distracted. We've been trying to push it our way. We've been trying to do it our way. God is trying to tell us, I need you to focus on me. If you understood, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, and I know for some of us, it seems like, well, when it feels like I sell out to the Lord, it feels like the intensity of the enemy, right? It feels like um, the enemy intensifies. Can I tell you something? The word tells us he's like a roaring lion seeking to devour. Where he's trying to devour you is in your mind. If you understand that he's like a devourer, if you understand that he who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. That's why we've been praying this. This is why Ephesians 1 is necessary. This is why we got to understand what Paul was saying to the church. This is why I've been praying for our eyes of our understanding and the hope of call of who he called us to be in Christ Jesus. If you knew the authority you had to have over the devil, you wouldn't even spend no time on him. You wouldn't even spend, you'd be poof, be gone. Because God gave us the keys. He said, I'm going to give you the keys. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. So if I bind every principality, every dark place, every authority, instead of arguing, instead of whatever, instead of getting into this, all these contentions and this dissensions, come on, Arlonzo, yes, leaning into our own understanding. We're not acknowledging him in our ways. We're not inserting him in place. We've been distracted because we've been seeking after earthly things, looking after earthly things, desiring earthly things, trying to do that earthly way. We got to refuse. You got to refuse. You got to be today. You got to be like, you know what? I refuse to be conformed to this world. Second Corinthians 4, 3 and 4 says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. I don't get this. Then you lost still. I'm just going to be real. Then you lost. This is how the Lord showed me. If you don't get this, you're lost. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. It's only because you don't believe. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon you. These are things that have to be spiritually discerned. When Romans 12 is telling us you got to renew your mind in the things of God. My God. My God, my God, you got to deal with this yeah, distraction. You got to be specific with the principality. You got to know what you're wrestling against. You don't spend so much time on people, trying to fight people, trying to prove to people, trying to push people that you almost become no heavenly good because you earthly, you're trying to earthly discern things. Today, I need you to deal with the distracting. You got to let the Holy Spirit take over this thing. You got to let him rule. You got to let him abide in you. John 14, 16, 17 says, and I will pray the father. And he shall give you another comforter that he may abide in you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth them, but ye know him for he will. Do 
If you if you are not walking into people know if you are not walking into purpose, people are not our problem. It's only because you're distracted off the word. You don't have your face like a flint. If you had your face like a flint, then every time a ritual issue, and I'm when I say you, I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about myself as well. Then we wouldn't just receive anything in our life that did not align with the word of God. We wouldn't. So it's important that. Father God, our Lord Jesus Christ, give us spiritual wisdom and insight so that we might grow in the knowledge of God that we and our hearts be flooded with light so we can understand the confident hope in which he has called his holy people, which are rich and glorious inheritance. My God, we pray you understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us. You, you, When you are full of purpose, full of God's glory, you want him to get the glory out of every area of your life, right? And so the only way that we're going to do that is that we deal with the distractions. We've been dealing with distractions. And a lot of it has to do with self-control. We're not controlling ourselves. We're giving over the desires. We're giving over the expressions. We like Eve in the garden. We're looking at the one thing we don't have and not grateful for all God has given us. And if we would trust the Lord with all our heart, with all our heart, with all our might, with all our soul, with your spirit, if you'll give yourself over to God, if you'll make a decision today, you know what? I'm going to renew my mind. I'm going to renew it in this word. You ain't got to be anxious. You ain't got to be overwhelmed. It said with thanksgiving, with prayers and thanksgiving. Pray. As a matter of fact, he said, ask, seek, and not. He said, ask me. Ask me in my name. You'll be struggling, begging other people because you're distracted instead of asking in his name. You're full of purpose. God's purpose was in you from the day you were born. Jeremiah 1, 4, 1 and 5 said, I knew you in your mother's womb. <laughs> Jeremiah 29 and 11, he said, for I know the plans I have for you. Romans 8 and 28 tells you no matter how bad it is, all things going to work out for your good. But when I'm distracted, when I'm not full of the word, when I'm not full of purpose, then I won't occupy till he comes. And then I'll accept just absolutely anything in my life. When I'm so consumed on the fact that I don't have a mate Instead of preparing for my mate, right? I won't accept just anything. I won't date just anybody. I won't see just anybody. I won't be involved with just anybody. I just won't let anybody. It ain't bougie. It's I'm being choosy. I'm choosing to wait on God because the man that's coming for me is going to love me like Christ loves the church. That's the key for a woman. Ask yourself, does he have the capability to lose himself? Does he, can he love you like Christ loves the church? And don't be saying, well, I'm waiting on it to happen. No, push him out of your space and get whole and get prepared to be the helpmate that God called you to be. My God, no, don't settle. My God, yes, Psalms 1, get planted like a tree. Get, a, get out of ungodly counsel. It's only because we're distracted by other things and not the word of God. You gotta, we got to get full of the word of God or we're going to be like them in Canaan. We're going to see the big grapes. You'll see the purpose. You'll see, see what God is calling you into and you won't walk into it. You won't walk into it. I pray the scales are coming off our eyes. I pray the scales are coming off our eyes so that we can walk in the fullness of who God called us to be. I'm telling you. I'm the only, and the only reason we don't ask, seek, and knock is because we're distracted. We'd rather go ask, seek, and knock someone else. We'll go knock someone else and trust in God. Can I tell y'all something? The Lord told me to plant yesterday, right? He told me to plant. He told me to sow towards some specific things. By the time that I left, I'm not, I'm just, it, I was amazed at God, right? He had already started orchestrating. By the time that I left, I was getting in my car and somebody said, I got some stuff for you, right? When, I, when they handed me, they handed me washing powder, 
They handed me uh, soap, all my supplies, right? But God told me to plant yesterday. He said, plant. He said, plant. <laughs> Ashley laughing at me. He said, plant. He said, plant. I need you to plant. I need you to sow. I need you to plant. I need you to plant. I planted. It wasn't even but an hour later I was walking. My harvest was coming in. You don't know what you're sowing for. You don't know what God, but every seed, favor, kindly, good things will come to you. If you want favor, sow favor. These are kingdom principles. I promise you. These are kingdom principles. I know, LaCora, can you make me that t-shirt? I'm not bougie. I'm just choosy. And we get a scripture reference to it. Don't y'all steal my t-shirt. That's going to be my t-shirt. I'm not boozy. I'm just choosy. I'll wait on God. I'm waiting on God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I'm waiting on God. Wait on God. This was, I don't know why. I didn't, wasn't even plan on addressing singleness today. But for my singles, and it applies to so many areas, wait on God. Wait on God. Wait on him. It should look a certain way. It's your, it should manifest a certain way. It is, Jeanette. Your obedience is what God desires. God needs to know that you're going to simply obey and that you're going to trust him when you don't even understand it. That's what this whole journey is about. That's what this faith, he wants to know that you love him enough that if he calls you unto purpose, that you'll move, that you'll move, that you'll move according to his riches and glory. My God, I'm telling you. Full of your purpose, full of his glory. Deal with the distractions. Ask the Holy Spirit. You know what? Oh, I didn't know you were in the hospital. We stand in the gap for you right now as healer. My God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God, that you are healed. And by his stripes, every fiber, every tissue, every cell right now in the name of Jesus is aligning with the word of God. I don't know what you stand in need of, but I'm standing in faith and agreement with you right now in Jesus name. Amen. I'm just telling you, I'm just, I'm just telling you, my God, I thank you. My God, I thank you for your word. We trust in your word today. Yes, obedience is better than sacrifice. Wait on God, on his timing for everything. Trust the word, build yourself up according to the holy faith. The Lord showed me the other day, he's filling our gaps. He's filling our gaps. He's injecting us. He's sealing the cracks. Can I share something with you? My son said something to me so powerful. He said, mom, this girl had, oh, hey, beautiful. He said, this girl had, she had stepped up on a sidewalk and she hurt her leg. He says, mother, I don't understand how she hurt her leg, right? She stepped up on the sidewalk. She put the pressure on the sidewalk. Well, he began to explain to me on the edge of the sidewalk was a crack, right? And because there was a crack on the edge of the sidewalk, right? As soon as she applied her weight, her pressure on it, the sidewalk broke. She fell and she was injured. That's what God is doing for us. He's sealing up the cracks. He's dealing with us. He's getting us in position. And if we take our time and let the word work through us and seal up the cracks, then when the pressure comes, remember the scripture that talks about the man that built his house on sand and the man that built his house on a solid foundation. Then when the storm came, 
right? When the storm came, they were not moved. They were not moved. They were not moved. And so take your time. Let him seal up the cracks. Most of us have had bad foundations. Most of us don't have enough word in us. And so he's sealing up the cracks. Let him seal up these cracks. He said when she stepped up on the curve, the whole curve fell off and she was injured. He said, mom, how is it possible? I said, it was the amount of pressure. It was the amount of the weight that was applied on the crack that allowed it to break off. If you will allow God to do a greater work in you, if you will allow the Holy Spirit to go in you, then you ain't got to worry about giving when a pressurized situation come and it will come. Suffering does come. Stuff comes. You will not, you will not give into that. Why? Because the foundation is solid. God is sealing you in the truth of his word and then he'll begin to get the glory of God out. You're like, God, show me that. I was going to share that with you yesterday. So let him seal up your cracks. Let him deal with your cracks. Let him deal with the things and the places and the things in your life that do not align with the word of God so that you can walk into the fullness of who God called you to be. There's purpose in you. There's greatness in you. God has called you into something, into something beyond, beyond what you can imagine. It's not limited to what you see. God has called you to something greater than you can imagine. You're going to be the greatest wife. You're going to be the greatest mother. You're going to be great in absolutely all your purpose if you allow him to seal up your wrong thinking in the cracks. Let me pray for you. Father God, oh, don't forget about Feed the Streets, December the 7th. Don't forget about the women at Salvation Army. Don't forget about Pillow Talk. Don't forget about my book, The Launch. Don't forget about Purpose. Don't forget about Coaching. Just don't forget that God, don't think that God has forgotten about you. God loves you. He's thinking of you. He's concerned about you. Everything that you have going on, God is concerned about you. Father God, I thank you for your people today. I thank you for your word today. I thank you, Lord God, that we will not lean into our own understanding, that in all our ways, we will acknowledge you, Father God. Help us to deal with the distractions. Help us to deal with the distractions, Lord. Show us the things in our life that have had our eyes set off you, Lord God, in which we are lacking, in which we are complete, Holy Spirit. In which we are complete, show us, Holy Spirit. Show us the things in which we're lacking. Show us the places that do not align with your word. Show us the things in our life that do not look in you, look like you. Let us walk according to your purpose. Let us walk according to your call. God will supply everything you need if you'll just focus in on him. If you'll make a decision to abandon yourself. And for anybody who has not accepted Jesus. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.